whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We are here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brant, welcome back to the speakeasy. Hey, Scott. How's it going, man? It's always good here. It's always perfect here. Yeah, weather's always nice down here, you know? Weather's great. The music's good. The vibe is chill. It is one of my favorite places to be in the world. Jeez is in a good mood tonight. He is. He's, you know what? Surprisingly, he's not angry tonight. Yeah. I mean, just since, since we got here early. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he's not staying too late. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, for for continuing our, our, our fine and rare series uh, in these short pours, he's actually in a good mood that he has to pour two pretty exclusive whiskeys. Two yeah. whiskeys that he'll never be able to get again. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, you know, these, these two are kind of, it's kind of crazy because, uh, you know, this company makes whiskey that literally is only available for like a quarter of the year, right? Yeah. And then it's something new and it's a quarter of the year and something new. Mm-hmm. So, um, every quarter essentially, and sometimes... Honestly, I'm going to lie if I told you the truth. It, it, may, it may come out with six a year or four a year, or it depends, or it fluctuates, or I don't know if there's a set number. It's, but It's usually four. Uh, so we're, tonight, look, tonight we're going to be drinking uh, two of the chapters of Little Book. So Little Book was created by Freddie No. Uh, Freddie No is the eighth generation of Jim Beam. Uh, he is the great, 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 great. Uh, a lot of a lot of greats. Yeah, yeah. Okay, been a lot, been around for a long time. Freddie No uh, has come from Bourbon Legacy. Okay, this guy's le- this guy's family is all legends in the bourbon uh, industry. Freddie No decided he was going to put out one whiskey per year, and it would be his little book. And we have we have tonight in the Speakeasy Chapter One, which is. Uh, called The Easy that was released in 2017 it is no longer available. And then we have Little Book Chapter 2 done. which was released in September of 2018 also done and you'll never find it again. So now, the the story the you know, story of this so the, the the thing about Freddie and why Freddie is part of Booker's and not uh, Jim Beam or Makers or Knob Creek or any of the other lines that come from this Beam Suntory family is that uh, Freddie was Booker No, who's I guess kind of the godfather of craft bourbon. Yeah, um, Fred knows. Fred really know the about seventh on, on any any show. Mm-hmm. Fred know the third. Second. Fred know the third. No wait, no. Fred know the second. That's right, second. Correct, second. So Fred know the Fred know the second is is Booker, 
Booker mm-hmm. No, and he's kind of the godfather of craft bourbon. He created Booker's Booker's Bourbon, um, and the, you know, the quick kind of story about that is. Um, and you can find all this. It's an amazing story called Beam Straight Up. It's an audio book if you in your car and you drive a lot. It's amazing. But essentially, whenever Beam sold a Suntory, um, it was right when, uh, you know, Booker, I'm pretty sure Booker was the master distiller when all this went down. Uh, they had gobs and gobs of money. Still had to be associated with the brand uh, because it was still family generational. But basically got told to... Um, go do something while the big boys run the, you know, run the operation. We'll call you when we need you to show up, show your face, whatever. So on the property, Booker, you know, had all this money. He built another super craft, craft still where he was doing bourbons for himself. And uh, the he was making this for himself and for friends. The big guys at Centauri catch wind of this. And one of the guys comes down and says, Booker, you got to show me what what you're doing, what's going on. And he was like, ah, oh, man, you're not going to like this. This is not the kind of stuff you want to sell. Because he was making uncut, unfiltered, straight from the barrel, barrel-proof, uh, you know, bourbon. And uh, the guy goes out and tastes Booker stuff, and he's like, holy crap, this is like nothing else is available. Boom, they release it. It's a major hit. Craft bourbon's born, all that great stuff. Forward another generation, his son Freddie or Fred No comes out come comes out with third, comes out with Knob Creek. That was Fred No's little baby was not was Knob Creek. Knob Creek's massive. You know, we talk about it all the time. So that was uh, Booker's son did that, and then now Booker's grandson is trying to dip his toes in something. So they're actually releasing it under the Booker uh, portfolio because it kind of meets and matches what Booker's was all about. But it's called Little Book because that's the nickname that Freddie No was given by Fred his no, grandfather Booker's. No, third. Uh, third. He was called Little Book. Um, you know, Little Booker. So he's eighth generation Beam, third generation Booker's, right? I would say third generation Booker. So, um, like Scott said, two releases, both pretty much done and gone. So excited to see what the new the new one is. But uh, it's presented in the Booker's box, wax top, same kind of badging. Um, Yep. Yeah. First of all, as you know, Jeeves brings us these two bottles. They are in a. They're in a wooden coffin. They're, I mean, they're in a wooden box. Yeah, 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 yeah. With a with a clear plastic label. And this ain't like slides up. This ain't. This is wood. This is not. MDF. This, this is not no. some. Yeah, this is freaking a wooden box. I mean, you can put some weight on this and see. I mean, it's stapled together. It's got little book engraved on the side of it, black. Little book logo stamped in you know in one side. It's a freaking. This is a cool. It's a. Ass it's a piece. Package. It's a. It's a treasure piece. I mean, yeah. you slide this up, and, and and you know we're lucky we get to do this because Jeeves just brought the box up. He's like, I'm not handling this. You guys do. And you pull this out. It, it's got a nice weight to it. Everything is just everything about this bourbon 
is handcrafted so, from the box to the bourbon. I'll tell you, I'll tell you from the first release, which uh, I have, literally had a piece of sticky wax sticking the bottle to the back of the case and a piece of foam like wrapped in it mm-hmm. to the second release actually having that neck collar that yes. it snaps in and out of the first release doesn't have that on the box the first release is kind of old school limited but this is a wax top bottle it's got this crazy little almost like a uh, bandolier right kind of coming off the uh, the yeah, front of it's, it it's like got like ribbons double like a little little ribbons coming off of it, mm-hmm. wax wax stamp, little book, Freddie No, uh, on there, and it, and, and it basically has a little saying on it. Yours has a little saying there. Yeah, it's got uh, well, it's got the the same thing that he says on every bottle. I created little book as an honor to my granddaddy Booker, and our shared love for crafting unique blends to share with the world. Freddie No. And that's and that's a beautiful statement. You know, this is this is literally a man's love for his craft. For his family history, and for his grandpa. I mean, anyone anyone who's had a grandpa knows that sh- that that bond that a grandson and grandpa share. It's it's like no other bond. It, it it can't be the same bond you have with your dad. It just isn't because your grandpa's the one that you get to run to when your dad's being a jerk, and he gets to he gets to hear your problems and he gets to hear the, the stories. It, it, this to me is what family is about. And I, yeah. I'm glad that that you know Freddie No and Little Book has done something to honor his his granddaddy. So this is I mean kind of give you the rest of the notes around the bottle. So it says, as an eighth generation beam, Freddie No pays homage to Granddaddy Booker by naming his first spirit Little Book. It's the nickname Booker gave to him, and now the spirit just kind of uh, just the kind of whiskey Booker would have liked is what Freddie is giving back. Um, and then the necker, there's a little neck tag for the um, for the old one for the first edition. It says little book, the batch number one, the easy. So let's get into what All right, before, so we even pour, before we even pour this though. I want to uh, you want to pour it and then talk about what it is. Yeah, why don't we why don't we pour it? Let's go ahead and pour it, and we'll talk about the first chapter, uh, the easy. So Booker's little book, chapter one, released in 2017, the easy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be good. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a rare bottle. Being bottled down tonight in our speakeasy. Bottled down, li- bottled down live. Bottled yeah. down live in our speakeasy. Bottled down live. Um, so. Thanks for sharing it, Jeeves. Thanks for sharing yeah. it. So what this is, so it's crazy. So on the little necker it says, this is a blended straight whiskey, which is crazy, right? Because the guy that made the craft bourbon straight from the barrel, uncut, unfiltered, his grandson is now producing a blended whiskey under his name. Seems like it would be sacrilege to have this, but when you taste this, you understand why. So, what it is, is it's a blended whiskey made from Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, blended with corn, rye, and malt straight whiskeys. Alright, so what happened is... Booker is at a, a convention learning about blending. Uh, blending's a hot thing. Japanese, all these people are doing blends. And he says, hey, what would happen if I blended straight distillates like the mash bill, but we aged them and then blended them after the fact in the exact ratios that we wanted? How would that taste? For instance, you know, you make a, a, a bourbon that's 80% 
corn, 15% rye, 5% malted barley. You take those contents, you put them together, you let it ferment, you distill it all put together, and you age it together in a barrel. What if we did those independently and then married them after the fact in that recipe, would it taste the same? Well, what he found out was it didn't taste exactly like he wanted it to taste. But what he found out was that when he added very young true bourbon whiskey, uh, it gave him the results that he wanted. So this little book one is a four-year-old uncut, unfiltered bourbon whiskey, like a true booker would be. Four-year-old, uncut, unfiltered. It's got a 13-year-old um, uncut, unfiltered, true corn whiskey. So it's got a 13-year-old, 100% corn uh, whiskey in here. It's got nearly six-year-old, six six-year-old, uncut, unfiltered, 100% malt, and a nearly six-year-old, uncut, unfiltered, high rye. So not 100% rye, but a high, a high rye that's blended, blended in here. And when he got the recipe just right, it basically made a blended, a blended bourbon. Um, I don't think they can label it a bourbon. Obviously, because it's got a blend and the the, the distillate, the, uh, I guess the uh, the distillate and mash bill is a little different, but it's a straight whiskey. They're calling it a straight whiskey. Um, but all in all, you got basically a, a blended bourbon, um, and it's got. I've never seen anything like this. I've never heard of anything like this. It's ingenious. It's it's revolutionary. It's first of its kind. When I saw this and read about this, I had to. I bought every bottle I can find. I could find, which happened to be two. The, you know what? That's the truth. This is something that's never really been done before. I mean, we have blended scotch, we have blended bourbons, um, but this is something brand new. This this is crafting a recipe for one release, and it's it's a cool concept. Is literally going and sampling said, I like this, and I like that, and I like that, and I like that, and let's see what that marries into. And, you know, through tasting and through blending, it really, honestly, this pays homage to not only Booker No, but those master blenders over in Scotland who do this and sample 40 different whiskeys and make a beautiful blended scotch out of those 40 different whiskeys. I am excited to try this. I said, yeah, so according to according to Freddie, he actually worked on this recipe for over a year and tried more than 25 different blends of liquid before he decided this was the right recipe for his debut release, for his debutante. Now, for those of you who don't know Freddie No the Fourth or Freddie No, Freddie is just about our age. He's 36 years old. He is young, and for him to have a nose to craft something like this is either you know it's either by you know genetics maybe or just learning from the best and i think maybe a combination yeah. of both oh, absolutely i mean when you when you're around this your entire life right i mean you wake up smelling you know you know you smelling the bourbon you know bourbon off the still and, and aging barrels and all those things uh, i mean this is what you come up with so another thing to note this is all uncut unfiltered straight from the barrel so it's thinking, hot. so it's a, it's a blend it's a blend scott so um just to kind of 
we say straight from the barrel but blended you know what that means is that the entire batch comes out the barrel into a you know a blend uh, a vat and then is um, is bottled yeah. so it's still it's not a single barrel although it's straight from the barrel yes it's uh, the proof is at one one twenty eight point two so that's sixty four point one percent correct it's high it's it, like on the nose. You can smell that four-year-old. Excuse me. On the nose, you can smell that four-year-old bourbon and that corn whiskey. The thirteen-year-old one. It's definitely got that sweet, youthful corn, raw grain, and a little bit of ginger, actually. See, I've got, I've got like a kind of a clove. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's what cinnamon, that spice is. That like cinnamon. Uh, I'm also. I'm gonna tell you this. And it's kind of a weird thing to say, but it's kind of. It kind of tastes like it, it tastes. It smells like a winter potpourri. Like yeah. it smells oh, yeah. like a a, a um, pine, pine, oak. Like it's not pine, but like a, a oaky yeah. woodsy. It's got those like potpourri spices. Um, the ethanol really isn't there for such a high proof. It's crazy, but it's not. I mean, it's it's there. Trust me. The the, the ethanol burn is there, and you can smell you can the ethanol. Fe- you can feel it more than you can smell it, if that makes sense. Like, I can feel it in my nose. It's definitely less expected than what the proof says it is. Correct. All right, Scott, give me a taste. All right. Oh, man, I, first, I, I, first, I could, first taste of the, ra- of the rare. I can smell this all day. See now that that is wow. to me wow if you if you can genetically manufacture bourbon in a lab that's what I would expect it to taste like this is this is sweet corn buttered cornbread oh, with yeah. a little bit of rye spice and a nice tiny tiny hint of that that's that ginger anise licorice, black licorice, yep. black yep. licorice. That's it. Um, see, I think it's got it's got it, it's got classic vanilla. Yeah, caramel and vanilla. Caramel. They're Cla- all there. Classic oak, oak. It's got nuttiness, like walnutty, like walnut almost shell like where it's a, kind of got strong kind of nutty yeah nutty it's definitely got a it's definitely got that walnut um that heavy uh tree nut feel to it or that that oiliness oiliness to it uh this is this is a unique whiskey to say the least now i will tell you the the on the palate you can tell the proof Oh yeah, to me no, on it's the palate, it is. It's hitting on the palate. It's, it's saying, hot. "Hey, I'm 126 proof here. Yeah, here I am." It, it's I also definitely... love. I feel like it is. It's thick and creamy. The unfiltered, uncut. You know, it's um, still got some kind of cream to it. Yeah, and you know, it, it's got all of the traditional bourbon flavors of caramel vanilla aged oak that you, you know and love but it's also got all of these other flavors that I think come from that 
the one hundred percent malt whiskey and the mm. uh, the fifty one percent thirteen year old corn. That aged corn, you could taste that, and that's where I think that warm uh, the warm cornbread, the warm buttered cornbread comes in. Is that that aged whiskey? Aged that aged that really aged corn. Yeah. I'd and, be interested and, to just. I'd be the, interested to taste taste just what the thirteen year old corn was. I know. I bet. Like, I bet he basically. He's like, I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the high rye, it, 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 it's it's got that. This is a perfect blend of just getting enough high rye into it to give it that spice. Because you, first of all, you've got all of this heat on the proof. You're not going to want a lot of that heat on the rye spice to to kind of really, you know, kick it up a notch. But this was this is something that just flows perfectly. So I said nut, but I'm telling you, when I smell this again, I smell, I smell cinnamon and Douglas like Douglas fir, like you know, like that Christmas tree. Yeah, Douglas fir, and I say, and I say it's not pine. It's kind of more earthy than than like a a pine. Yeah, no, there's definitely a, a hint of pine there. Um, wood, I'll call it wood scents. Like winter scents. Like pine and clove and a little bit of ginger. Really not, again, tastiness with the oiliness of it. It's high proof, but it doesn't taste high proof. Yeah. It doesn't... It doesn't burn as much as like Knob Creek's 120. Knob Creek 120 definitely which burns his, going down. Which is his dad's. Which is his dad's. Uh, Freddie, you do some good work, man. Yeah, I mean, it's like he was born with it. <laughs> mm. Man, that is so good. All right, I'm gonna set some of that aside because we're gonna we're gonna get into the second chapter of this. Yes, um, I'll, I'll do my. Notes. I'll have to do my notes later. Um, actually, just give me a second. Let me, let me write these down. Sweet corn, cornbread, ginger. Dude, that is a damn fine whiskey. It's pretty crazy. I can't get over the smell. I don't know. The smell is like just—it really is trippy. It really is, and the finish. I mean, we haven't really talked too much about the finish, but it's—it's it's not overly long, but nice, a perfect length, and surprisingly smooth. This will this will be the last sips of this. I mean, I'm sure you, but. I, even with having a bottle here, this will be the last sips I take for a very long time. I don't know Cause, when... Because I'm, t- I'm telling you, I only can imagine that this bottle is going to go... I'm sure. I'm sure if you try and find this on the secondary market, it's going to be pricey. Um, Not yet, but it's it's going to get there. Yeah. This is this is definitely one. When these come out, uh, Brent, this, this goes to your theory... Uh, when these come out, this is the one to show, one to go that you definitely do. Spend the spend the coin to do it. Um, these generally run between eighty and a hundred dollars for a bottle. Yeah. Spend the coin to get two of them. Have one now. Save one for later. Yeah, 
I agree. And transitioning into the second one, you know, when I read the label in the first or with the story behind the first, I was amped to taste this because I was like, man, why did nobody think about this before? This is brilliant. When I read the second one, I kind of was like, he did what? Yeah. So the second one, it's, it's, I'm going to put my cover on this. The second one, chapter two, is a very, very different story. Now, this one is called No Small Task, or No Simple Task. And it's, <clears throat> let me start that one. So this, this chapter, chapter two, which was released in 2018, is called No Simple Task. And, you know, he does the, the pun here, and no is spelled N-O-E like his last name. His name, yeah. Yeah. So, little pun. Uh, now, this blend is is vastly, vastly different from the last one. The last one was all bourbon. This one has a proprietary blend of three different whiskeys. So, the first one is an 18-year-old Kentucky straight rye. So, 100% rye, straight rye. Or no, at least 51% rye, sorry. I'm getting my, I'm getting my labels mixed up. At least 51% rye. Now, that one I know, because I have some uh, detailed notes on this. Wait, you, you know NOE? I <laughs> know NOE. That, that one is uh, a 119.8 proof. So, 119.8 proof on the 8-year-old Kentucky straight rye. The next one is a 13-year-old Canadian rye whiskey bottled at 111.9. And the last one, the last blend, of, or the last uh, whiskey in this blend is a 40-year-old Canadian 100% corn whiskey that comes in real hot at 137.8. So this one... Uh, this one has uh, uh, two Canadians. One is one is a, one is a rye, so again, at least fifty-one percent rye, and then one is a forty-year-old one hundred percent corn. So, who in Canada has forty-year-old whiskey laying down? What's on the Beam Suntory label? You'd think, yeah. You, I guess you'd think. I, it can't, I, I'm it comes thinking from this, the same, this has to come from Beam Suntory. The same. So, if we take a look at the uh, the Canadian the Canadian whiskeys, okay. So uh, the Canadian whiskeys that that Beam Centauri makes and sells and produces, uh, Alberta Premium, uh, Canadian Club, uh, Tangle Ridge, and Windsor Canadian. I'm assuming <laughs> that this is Canadian Club because it's probably their most their 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 biggest brand and they can they can sit there on forty year old Canadian whiskey. Yeah, and it's got the history. I mean it's pre prohibition and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Mm-hmm. And and not to not to bash that, but a forty year old single uh, you know hundred percent corn Canadian whiskey is still gonna be better than what you think that uh, Canadian Club is gonna produce on on their bottom shelf label. Right. This this seems like, hey, uh, we moved warehouses and forgot some shit. 
Yeah. And it and it laid around like they didn't have an intent to make a forty year old mm-hmm. Canadian release. This was just some experimental thing they got mixed away. And it's probably why uh, it's you know an eye droplet worth in every cask of uh, of this. Just enough for them to say it's you know it's got some it's got forty some year old Canadian year old whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a, a you know. A, Couple couple barrels worth. No, I mean not for the to whole knock, or something. Not to knock Canadian club, but I mean they do have royal warrants from Queen Victoria, Edward the Seventh, George the Fifth, George the uh, George the Sixth, and Elizabeth the Second. So, I mean, Queen Elizabeth still drinks her Canadian club from time to time. Uh, it, you know this one. Uh, let's you know let's go ahead and pour this because it's time to it's time to pour. The wax on this one. By the way, this is the first wax that that Knob Creek and Jim Beam has gotten correct. Oh, the wax on this is it's good. It's not it's not like flaky like Knob Creek is. Yeah, and then I feel like Maker's just too jelly. Like it's like you, it's you, weird. It's like a slow peel. Yeah. All right. So on the nose, Bray, give me some notes on this one. So. This one is to me a little a little sweeter. Oh, it's definitely sweeter. It's light. A little sweeter on the nose. Yeah, very light, which is kind of crazy. Um, saying that it's got so much, it's got so much rye in it, but um, it's got the dry, dry fruits uh, in this one. But I guess that that old corn is kind of showing its light and sweetness. The forty-year-old corn, um, yeah, kind of sticks through. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's got more than you believe uh, in there. But um, I don't know. Little. Once again, same story as the first one. Not a lot of ethanol in the nose. No, and in this one, the the total proof at this one is about one eighteen point eight. Man, I'm gonna tell you, this has got a very faint nose overall. To me, I get a lot of apples, pears, summer fruits, the, the ones that you get that bloom in the summertime and kind of stay around. Very herbal. Um, kind of like, uh, almost like a green grass, like a, a not a fresh cut grass, but a green grass. I mean, this, this smells like summertime. Whereas like... I can get, I can get the fresh cut... Fre- Fresh cut grass. Whereas, like the 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 first chapter was more like winter time. Yeah, yeah. It's very light. The ethanol is it, it's it's there, but it's not heavy. Um, not not too much on the nose, I would say. It's pretty simple. But arranging these flavors, you know, through Canadian whiskey, through um, what I what, what I assume is a straight rye, so it's probably their uh, their uh, be- the Beam or the Knob Creek rye whiskey that they put out. I like this one. I like this on the nose. Yep. So. Uh, he also said, uh, you know, Freddie said he tried 40 recipes before he got this one. I don't doubt so he this. Said, he said he had uh, such success 
and he was almost superstitious on his follow-up versus his the first batch. Um, you know, he said he had a home run on the first batch, and he was um, labeled it the easy. And he thought because of labeling it and calling it the easy that he was, he was kind of superstitious that he was going to have a tough time with this one, and he did. Uh, but they finally la- landed on something that was uh, super unique. And he um, he said he literally toured. He toured the Canadian distilleries that Beam Centauri owned before uh, finding these these straight whiskeys, um, this um, the rye and the, the older 40-year-old, um, before he found these whiskeys that kind of drew him in because of the, the fruity and floral notes. I mean, that's what drew him in, and that's what made him want, want to make a blend that uh, kept those kind of characteristics alive. So, uh, all right, I'm going to go in and taste this and see what see what happens yep. in the mouth. little bit of heat, a little bit of spice, but it's pretty sweet for all that rye. It is. I mean, it's, so to be a straight rye, straight rye is, is what, what's the law? 51% straight rye. 51%. Kentucky straight rye is 51%. See, but, but Canada doesn't have the same laws. No. It just so has Canadian to have. So Canadian rye could literally just have rye in the mash bill. Is that correct? Or does it have to be a certain, you know, a certain deal? Um, <clears throat> uh, no, uh, it does have to also be... Uh, no, no. American requirements for a rye whiskey, a straight rye, is 51%. There is actually no legal requirement for rye percentages in uh, Canadian whiskey. Right, so that's why I'm thinking that it, it. I mean, you can call it a Canadian rye if it's just got rye in the, yep. in the in the mash bill. So there's no telling how much rye in that uh, in that Canadian. And the 40 year old we know is 100. percent We know that's 100. percent And I think that's where this gets that ultra sweetness. I bet you there's actually quite a bit of that 40 year old Canadian in, in this blend because there's a lot and of like butterscotch, honey. Mixing and balancing with that spicy rhino. You gotta think that. I mean, I'm just thinking. I'm a. I'm a suit. I'm up there. I'm at Canadian Club Distillery. We got 40 year old barrel sitting here. We're never gonna maximize profit potential on this under Canadian Club name. What do you I mean? What do you do with this? Maybe you. Maybe you do ship the majority of this down and say, hey. If, make some money with yeah. this, because I mean, if, if we're not going to make money with it labeled as, you know. And, and look, there's nothing that Canadian Club or Alberta Premium is going to put out with a 40-year-old label that's going to sell like this. Yeah. Just on the name alone. Yeah. And and look, maybe maybe I, I imagine Club, both of those both of those are typically bottom shelfer. Yeah. And maybe can, maybe Canadian Club puts that some of that forty year old in their um, their bottom shelf where they put a little tiny dash of that to sweeten it up. But you're, you're right. I, I think that this is kind of something that Booker or that little book 
uh, Freddie found and said, hey, you know, we'll take this and we'll maximize profit on that. You'll get your money's worth. The, the palette on this, you know, it's floral still. It's very sweet. Um, it's got that rich oak kind of feel to it. You, you definitely could taste the wood in this one. Not as much as the chapter one. But there's there's some spice heat that gives way to some sweet vanilla. I think that this still kind of maintains that bourbon heritage, but it got something very very unique about it. I don't know. It's, it still feels like I'm drinking drinking bourbon, but it's got that uniqueness uh, uniqueness to it, and it kind of carries over from what he did in the in the first one. And that's why I mean, that's why I think they did a great job not naming this something else and keeping it in that Booker's kind of profile. Yeah. Um, even though. I guess even though truthfully, it's not called Booker's. It doesn't say Booker's no, anywhere no, it's on not, it. It's not part of Little the Booker's Book, line, but Little, they have the same. You, they have the same box. And if you go to the web, go online. It's not on the Booker's website. It's on a Little Book website. It's totally separate. But you still think about Booker's when you think when you think about this. Barrel <laughs> bottles look the same. It's dressed the same. It's it's badged the same. I do. I I really do. I, I, I to me this this carries on a wonderful tradition that Booker No started. And Freddie, you know, I, I make notes of this in my in my notes. Freddie kills this. Both of these releases are surprisingly good for the price. Yeah, no no doubt. I mean, 80 bucks is not cheap, no. but you know. But for I mean, Look, when you consider some things that we've had in the past, um, you know, the rare cask, $200, $300, $300 minimum that you're going to pay for a rare cask. Uh, Pappy Van Winkle, 10 and 12 and 15, you're going to spend easily from 70 to 150 bucks. Manufacturer's retail price. This at $80, I think, is a bargain for what you're getting. I think you're getting you're getting uh, quality, you're getting uniqueness and you and creativity. I mean, this I love everything about this because it's just not it's, this guy is not using the same mindset as everyone else mm-hmm. when he's creating this. He's thinking outside the box. And like I said, to me, this is like this is one of the coolest things since you know barrel eight, barrel finishing. You know what? What new in the bourbon game in the last couple years has been this this left field? Yeah, and and quite honestly, the, these are the craft craft distilling that I think has kind of popped up across America over the last twenty years, uh, and then you're seeing a lot more distilleries do fun things with whiskey and uh, Freddie Node. They, they do just that. They really do have fun with this whiskey and make a nice recipe that everyone can enjoy. I mean, this is... This, he's he's blending it. Yeah, he's blending this and he's doing a, a really damn good job. Um, now, between the two... All right, so let's, let's do this. Brant, let's give me a number on Chapter 1. 
don't know. I'm going back to the drawing board. I'm going to, I'm going to taste. I'm going to taste both of these yeah. again side by side. We got we got them side by side now. Oh, I get some more notes now <laughs> in the chapter one. Yeah, it's almost like like a, like a sawmill. See, I get and then I I get I'm starting to get some vanilla out of chapter one yeah. that I hadn't before. And then you know when you when you're like maybe maybe a little a little bit more cinnamon and when you know when you're too. when you're cutting wood and you're you're you know you you're putting a, you know, a piece of wood through the table saw or through the circular saw it's got that like warm wood yeah yeah, you know. yeah. oh man that's so that's so great so all right so I'm, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you this I'm gonna rate one higher. I, I tend to agree with you. I'm gonna agree with you. Okay. Not not so by much. So I'm gonna start. High. I'm gonna start on on two. All right. Let's start with chapter two. I'm gonna start with chapter two. Chapter two is just light on the nose, but but definitely sweet and pure in taste. This is a late summer whiskey for me. It is sitting on the porch in. August, it's hot. You need something refreshing. This is a refreshing whiskey. Fruity, spicy, a perfect combination of the two. I'm gonna give this a 90. Yeah. I like it a lot. Like I said, Freddie kills this one. All right, so what do you give chapter two? So, I mean, man, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm, I'm keeping this one out of the '90s though, but I'm giving it an '89. It's, it's up there. It really, it deserves to be. It just has got, yeah, it's got a lot going on. And once again, it's another one of those things. It's, it's just like, um, that Parliament you brought down, uh, that Jeeves brought over. It's just, it's got so much. I'm almost speechless. I can't pick out. Everything that's going on, it's got a lot of things happening for it that are good. It doesn't have anything that turns me away from it. And, it, you know, leaving off with the last thing I tasted from Freddie No being this, even though, even though I know it's not as high rated as the first release, mm-hmm. it makes me, I am yearning for what he comes out with next. I can't wait. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's six months to September of 2018, because that's a generally when these start to release again, or 2019, September of 2019. Uh, I, I am, I am excited to see what he comes up with next. And look, I, I love the bookers. I, I really agree. do. But there are four releases a year. You can't physically get them all. This is a perfect once-a-year release that you can run out and anticipate and plan for and get. And if this is your once-a-year splurge on a bourbon, I highly recommend that. I agree. So, let's let's kick it over the first batch. Alright, chapter one. The easy. The easy. It's such a great it's such so a great easy, name. Yeah. It, it is not yeah. easy. Yeah. I still I get that I get that burnt wood, that sawmill note. 
Like fresh cut wood. Fresh cut lumber, I should say. Lumber, not wood. Lumber. Like this reminds me that, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw on a little bit of uh, Freddie Noe's love for his grandpa. This reminds me of working in the garage with my grandpa, building stuff, building things, cutting wood. I, I just keep on, you said, you know, something about, about a winter bourbon and this is it. I mean, the smell, you know, now I'm coming back, I'm, I'm getting some more kind of chocolatey candy smell, but I still get this nutty, you know, walnutty. Uh, yeah, it's there, man. Just, it, it's, it's literally like when you, when you saw wood and there's, there's this like wood, walnut, almost like the walnut wood note. Like when you buy, if you go to a, a lumber yard and they have exotic woods, go smell a piece of walnut. It smells amazing. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this is uh, this is my highest rated rating by so far. Oh damn! So far, um, and I think it's because uh, so I really love the flavor. I really love the the the, the, the smell, the nose, the, the difference I'm getting on the nose, the difference I get on the palate. But also, there's there's extra bonus points on this for just fucking straight innovation. Uh, which which I absolutely love. So I'm giving this a 94. <laughs> Funny you say that because that's exactly the same number I have on this one. This is a this is one of the better. Actually, no, this is the best bourbon. This is my highest rated bourbon that I have. I'm looking at some of my notes. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a Kentucky straight whiskey. Yeah, E. H. Taylor was the single barrel was a 91. This to me is a 94. It is a solid a gold, double gold, whatever you want to call it. This now, is a great whiskey. Now just, you drank an ounce pour of this neat at full proof. It didn't kill you. you were, you're not dying. No. You know, um, it's, it's pretty. If I, if I ran across another bottle of this sitting up somewhere in a store that was collecting dust, I would buy it. I would scoop it up. I'm I'm trying to find other bourbons that got that high and Craig Craig Barrelproof gets close, but this this is just a damn good bourbon. Damn good. Yeah. I love this. I could smell I love, this all day. I love it. I know. I love it. And then, and I'm I, like I said, I'm sad that uh this is this is the end. The end of the road. I know. I I, I am now on a mission to see if someone still has a bottle left. That I can bring back to the speakeasy and keep here, that we can drink for the next year, because it is sad to see this one go. And and you know the best part of that is the best part of this release kind of series that that Freddie is doing. It does make you pine and yearn for what's next. Give me what's next, and I can't wait for it. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about it. You know, you always. You know, we talked about in past episodes when we drink, uh, you know, these rare these rare bourbons. Hey, man, December's coming. Maybe I'll get a Macallan 12 this year. Well, guess what? If you get a Macallan 12 this year, it'd have been the same one that you'd have got the year before. Mm-hmm. It'd have been the same thing you'll get next year. It ain't fucking changing. This, to me, is even more rare because when this sucker is gone, it is fucking gone. You know, when 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 this 
the bottle that we have still some juice left in of the of the uh, no simple task 2018. When it's bottled down, Scott, it's done. It's done. There's, it's it's, it's no, done. It's no more. You're not finding any more of it, and that to me is quintessential rare. I mean, so far so far in this series, we've drank McAllen Rare Cask, Glendronic 21. Glendronic 21, Happy 12, Van Winkle 12. And now Little okay, Book all 1 those and 2. Are, but of all of those, those first three, you'll be able to find this year. You'll be able to find them next yep. year. Most, most, most likely. Most likely. What you're not going to find on the shelves this year or next year is any of these book, two. Any of these two. It's just, they're not out there. So that's, you know, for $80 a bottle, like I said, that's where... I, 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 Scott, I agree with you. If you only have the budget for one rare bottle in fall, and and that that budget's in the hundred dollar range, this is it. Fine, this is it. Stock, unless unless the same day you walk into a pappy, which is probably 85. you got a a one a one in a one thousand chance that you're going to possibly walk into a, a you know a pappy at a hundred bucks on the shelf. Right. You see one of the. You see a little book. Done. Of all of these, like you know, like Brant was saying, if you're gonna splurge once a year and get that hundred dollar bottle of whiskey, in look, unless you walk into a store that doesn't, that one doesn't have a raffle, two doesn't have a waiting list, and three can actually get Pappy Van Winkle 10, 12, 15, 20, 23. This is the whiskey to buy. Of all of the ones we've we've been sampling so far on the rare series, you can get everything on a regular basis. This is not one of them, and I definitely say go out and stock your local liquor store and ask them to pick up or ask for some little book. So I've seen some of these floating around on the BSCA. I know there's some people that have, have got these. I know Tim and so Adam I'm have gonna, I, I, Tim and Adam have, have have or had chapter one. Okay, so uh, I attached them God, I, I want to think I don't know who else has had it. Maybe Matt Holmes somebody else has asked me about this. Maybe picked this up before. I don't know who it was but if you've had or had this if you have or have had this Give us your thoughts on the on the page. So when this episode comes out, um, Scott, if you think about it, I know I don't know if you do it every episode, but drop this episode if you can think about it uh, and and put in the the show notes. Um, we want your comments on this on this rare release. We definitely do. Uh, if you can, if you can, if you can, because I want to get everybody's comments because this is one. This is a, this is for most people. This will be a one and done. This is also another amazing one that will most likely not be insanely priced if you see this on a back bar somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you can get a bottle, you can get a pour of Booker's for 14 to $18 for a pour. Yeah. Yeah. This should be under 20 bucks. This should be under 20 bucks for a pour of, of Little Booker's. Because what, a regular regular Booker's is probably 60 to 75 on the shelf? Uh, yeah, about $75. And this is, this is, and this is right. I mean, this is five to ten bucks more than that on the shelf. And and the thing the thing about Booker's is, like I said, Booker's does four releases a year, and they tend to get a little convoluted. You can't possibly own them all unless you are, you know. If you do, they they go they go for an insane amount. I think 
I think they have they they have years where they've had six Scott, and I'm not. So I don't I don't want to. I'm sure they I have, wanna, but generally right now they're doing four yeah. releases a year. Yeah. Quarterly yeah, releases. I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to because I, I don't know exactly what the deal is with that. What the whole deal is with that, but um, they're easily labeled the year dash whatever the the release is, so it's not One hard to four. tell. But and they all get their own special yeah. name. And trust me, they have very very good releases, and you're not going to be disappointed if you put, pick up a, a bottle of Booker's. But save your money for the little book. I'll, I'll say it that way. Save your money for the little book. I yeah I agree. So yeah, um, so last year Scott, so you so you so for 2018 they definitely only had four. They haven't even came out with the 2019 yet, and we're in the end of March, the first quarter, and I haven't seen a 2019. It yet. should be coming out just at the end of the month. So at the end of every quarter is when you typically see see the release. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so pretty cool, pretty crazy. We'll do an episode on true bookers um, in the near future and uh, talk more about it. But uh, as of now, man, I know I I think we've gone above and beyond to tell people how much they really yeah. should get a bottle, a little book, little book if they see it. Uh, we love it. It's I mean, G- Jeeves so. is literally crying in the corner that we we bottled down tonight on chapter one. And I'm sorry, Jeeves. I know you loved having that bottle there, but you know, requiem escatat. I think is the word. So memento um, mori. That's it. Memento mori. Remember, it, oh, so, it all has to die. So Scott, give give me uh, your your glass raised. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get. This, I'm going to post a post. This will all make sense soon. <laughs> it will. Um, sad to see this one go. So, you know, if you're on the Facebook group in, in the Secret Society, which uh, you only get to know if someone invites you to it or we invite you or you find it mysteriously, go and get a bottle of Booker's Little Book. Definitely go pick up a bottle of this. Do it. You're not going to regret it. It's going to be one that you treasure, that you bring out on special occasions where you need to think of, like like I said, this this glass right now that I'm drinking of, of Chapter 1 reminds me of my grandpa who passed away um, five years ago. And this reminds me of every summer spent with him in the garage you know, building something, doing, you know, tinkering around the house and, and learning all that I learned to do, you know, electrical work or landscaping or, you know, construction from that man. And, you know, good on you, Freddie. Good on you for making something that I can love and, mem- and you know, keep a memory of, of someone in my heart alive. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, when you have something that has that much character, you can pull out that much. Yeah, it really char- does. Character man. From it. Damn, that is a that is a hard hitting. Damn, that, that hits you right in the feels. Who knew alcohol could do that? Yeah, that's insane. So look, uh, as we say every month, uh, we hope your time here has been educational and enjoyable. 
go over to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BSEA podcast. Check us out. Become part of the Secret Society. Uh, we have a lot of fun uh, just drinking whiskey, talking whiskey, sharing what you find on the shelves, sharing what you can you can get, what you can't get, and sharing bottles. I mean, we, we have... We have graduated to whiskey mail, to whiskey exchanges, where someone says, hey, I'm looking for this, and someone says, yeah, I got that for you, and it magically appears in the on your doorstep, you know, four or five days later. Yep. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. You know, I always preach when I started this. Uh, I did not want this to be... Um, a secondary market. So, and, and quite frankly, uh, it's never going to be a secondary market. If you want to share something that you find and say, hey, my local guy has this at this price, we all all we ask is that you, you know, don't upcharge anyone. Remember, this is this is a society. CS. Yeah. Cost plus shipping. Exactly. Cost plus shipping. Exactly. Remember, favors go a long way. Yeah. Favors go a long way. Look, I guarantee you send somebody you send somebody a bottle of something that they can't find, and you it shows up. It's pretty pretty good chance you'll have something show up sooner than later uh, in your in your favor. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, we're a society, we're a community, we're not a for profit, um, and everybody's been doing a real good job of keeping it to that. So we uh, we appreciate it. Um, you know. It's like I said, it's a community built kind of on on bourbon education, and I say education lightly because man, I don't know what the fuck I'm I'm doing and talking about <laughs> half the time, but I but I but I love it. You know, I don't necessarily consider myself an authority. I may be an authority because I fucking drink a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's and I own and I own a lot of bottles, um, but you know, by God. You know, you should take everything I say with a grain with a grain of salt and try for yourself. That's the best way to learn. You know, if uh, and I, I see it all the time. If I see something you guys are doing, you guys are drinking that's hot. Um, I mean, man, stuff on the page, Widow Jane. You know, all these crazy things that the pages kind of ran with and and created kind of a spark. Uh, I, I always try to find them. I go out and look look for these things. So you guys, you guys uh, influence me all the time by what you're posting so keep posting uh things that you find uh and if you love them man tell tell me you love them i mean uh ron lockwood just posted diamond peak uh stranahan's just moved to solera aging yeah that's awesome very interesting what they're doing over there so i want i want i i gotta find that now i gotta find uh i gotta figure out first i have to make some phone calls and figure out how do I know when the new Solera bottle is out? Because I want to just I want to taste the difference in that versus what they were doing before. So super cool. Um, but man, let us know. You guys, you guys are the front lines. You find stuff quicker than than we do. So always let us know. Yeah, this is this is just a hobby for us. We we just literally have a hobby of whiskey, and so it's nice to hear what you guys are drinking, what you guys are sharing, and uh, we look forward to your notes on what you have. I mean, again. Don't be afraid to post your notes because, uh, you know, palettes are different. If someone says, hey, I got graham cracker crust out of this from a cheesecake and you've never smelled that before and you th- you you then go ahead and pour your glass and say, oh, wait, yeah, I do smell that. That's called educating our fellow man. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's palate education. That's kind of why we we want your time here to be educational and so enjoyable. That's the that's the part of the, the you know the kind of the motto and the, and the saving that that we leave you that you know we leave you with. Yeah. So we look. We've every time we've got some we've got some upcoming short pours where we've got whiskey from BSA members coming in. Uh, we've got some Canadian whiskey coming from Sarah Ford. Thank you, Sarah Ford. Uh, Sammy Duvalo sent us some Texas whiskey that we are excited to try. Uh, Michael Enderlin has some Wisconsin whiskey coming down the pipeline. I am excited to try all of these in the future. And if you do want to... We've got got whiskey from Vermont. Yeah, we got whiskey from Vermont. From, uh, from Casey uh, Foley and Suzanne Fry. So that's pretty interesting. Not not sure if those gals listen, but you know what? They're... they're plugged in some kind of way so that's awesome if you have something that's local and you want us to taste it we promise we will get to it we are man look at the look at the, the line of whiskey scott has right there. that is all things that we are going to do short, over short pours so, on so, so on the on the on the sidebar of the speakeasy we have we have vials on vials on vials <laughs> to try we will get to them all we promise you you'll your name will be mentioned and we will thank you so much for them um, so if you do get into contact with us on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BSEA, you'll find us there. We're approachable. We're not, we're not uberly, uh, pompous people that are going to be like, Oh my God, this, this listener is emailing me and I can't, I, I, yeah, I can't deal with this. We're going to, we're going to talk to you. Yeah, we're going to talk to you. We're going to have fun. Yeah. And, uh, we'll, we'll gladly sample some whiskey that you want to send us and, and give us something that you love. If there's a, if there's a whiskey that you yeah. absolutely love and say, this is my favorite bottle, send it off to us and we'll, uh, we'll try it and we'll, we'll have some fun with it. Absolutely. I forgot that they couldn't see all the vials on the end of the bar. Whenever I said, look at all the vials. Yeah. The they're the off bar. to the corner. You see them. That. I see but them. Anyway, they don't. I see them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a podcast, <laughs> not a video. <laughs> yeah. I've had, I've had too many, too many bookers, uh, <laughs> this is bookers tonight. So Scott, Roll that beautiful Booker's footage. All right. Look, if you came here to learn. Drink what you learn. If you came here to share. Share what you drink. And if you came here to a stranger. May you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure. Drink drink up. up. Cheers. Cheers, everyone.